Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This, unfortunately, is what happens to a lot of people. They don't have a plan when life hits them and when tragedy strikes. There's nothing in place, at least even financially, to help the family with disaster. What happens when you leave this earth? What happens when I leave this earth? Do we have anything for our children? Do we have anything to support our spouse? It's actually what led me on my journey. Welcome to the Share the Wealth Show, where minority professionals can learn to escape the racial wealth gap and catapult themselves into abundance. Your host, Nicole Pendergrass, grew her net worth from being negative to multiple six figures. Join her on her investigative mission to expose secret strategies of the wealthy so we can all have the tools needed to build the life and legacy we were created to possess. Now it's time for the show. Nick, he didn't make it. I had been holding my breath and I didn't even realize it. And as soon as my brother said those words, my breath released in a type of deep whale-like moan sound that I can't even replicate if I tried. I figured it wouldn't be good news when I got the email that said, call me as soon as you get this, no matter what time it is. But I wasn't expecting quite that. I basically was on the trip of my dreams. <laughs> I was in Paris, actually. I wasn't even in the country when tragedy hit. And I actually asked my dad before I even left what he wanted. And he was the first person I had actually even bought souvenirs for. They were sitting in my bag. This, unfortunately, is what happens to a lot of people. They don't have a plan when life hits them and when tragedy strikes. There's nothing in place, at least even financially, to help the family with disaster. What happens when you leave this earth? What happens when I leave this earth? Do we have anything for our children? Do we have anything to support our spouse? This actually what led me on my journey. It happened to be that same year I was invited to a three-day real estate seminar 
I had already been searching for that thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to have a job with purpose or something that I enjoyed doing. I heard too many stories of people being stuck in jobs that they didn't enjoy and they were just there. Most Americans don't like their job. And I didn't want that to be me. I actually did not go to medical school for that very purpose. I wanted to be a thousand percent sure that was the path for me before I finished and start, well, before I even started medical school. I had went my entire undergrad career doing pre-med because I don't quit things. If I started pre-med, I'm going to finish pre-med. And that's not always a virtue. <laughs> it's a virtue when you know specifically why you want to do something. Then having grit and determination comes into play. But if you're climbing up the wrong ladder, it's just wasted time. In any case, this three-day seminar changed my life. It was the first time that I actually saw that it was possible and that normal people invest in real estate and change their lives and can create income that lets, gives them the freedom to do what they want to do. And that's what it's always been about. It's been about freedom. It's been about having choices and having the ability to be up and leave and move. And I can change my plane ticket even from out the country that second. And even my mother actually is one of the driving forces and was my big why when I got started was because I had grown up seeing her work two to three jobs because my dad was sick and had been sick for as long as I could remember. And so she needed to support the family because he couldn't work. And I have four brothers. So to support a seven-person household, it's a lot. And I, I appreciate it. I saw the work that she was doing then, but it was more because she needed to. And I appreciate it so much more now that I'm older and I have my own children. My goal when I started was to make sure that she didn't have to work like that ever again and that she could stop working her current job, which at that time she was working one job, but always doing overtime. And I didn't want her to have to do that forever. If she wanted to, sure. But I wanted to give her the option that she could stop and do something else with her life. My mom's worked so much. I don't even know if she knows what else she would do with her time. She'd probably get bored. But in any case, so long story short, I went to the seminar. I signed up. I was sold immediately. My whole body was on fire. This is my way out. And real estate is going to be my path to financial freedom. And then I will figure out what I want to do with my time. And so I basically, they teach you when you start, especially when you have no money, no credit, and no connections like I did. Because of course, like almost any college student, I ruined, actually decimated my credit in college. <laughs> and even at my mom's, like the only financial advice I ever got from my mom was don't open a credit card. And I did it for the first couple of years. And then junior year, I needed the money and I opened one. And basically from there went downhill because I did not understand what credit was or why it was important. So I didn't have credit when I started. I didn't really have money. And I, I didn't know anybody who was doing it. That was 2010. So I spent at least the next three to five years 
doing all the things, all the stuff you're supposed to do. I was going to every meetup. I had joined my local RIA. I was a member and active. I traveled to three-day conferences and boot camps. I read all the books. Podcasts weren't as huge then, but I did everything. I went to webinars. I did everything. Most of it was in person because virtual networking wasn't as much of a thing then as it is now. But I, I started wholesaling, which is a strategy that they tell anybody who has no money and credit to get into first. I did that for a few years and brought some friends along. And we probably, we tried wholesaling in New York City. That's where I'm at now for about two years and never did a deal. And we had all the things too. We had the LLC, the bank account. We met every week. We went over strategy. We went to the courthouse. We pulled records, blah, 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 blah. We did all of it. Never did a wholesale deal. Until I actually did it. Also, I did a venture with a group of people from New York City, Rio, where we bought some houses in Detroit at the tax auction, knew nothing about that market, had nobody on the ground there. And that ended in disaster as well. Multiple times, multiple ventures that failed, that I put in all the work. I did all the things that you're supposed to do. And it still didn't work out for me until I get to 2015 and I buy a three-family house hack. I lived in one of the units and I rented out the other two units. I was blessed to be able to get that. And I used some of the wholesaling strategies that I had learned, such as sending out direct mail is how I got a call back about this property and ended up talking with the owner. And we purchased the property without even using a broker. That changed my life. That was the start of the beginning of me being a real estate investor and me going on the the journey of what I had learned in that first three-day seminar. That was not an easy first. There were so many things that went wrong at the very beginning, and I will I'll spare you all those details. But in any case, I pushed through. I made it work. During that time, Like I stopped being as active in real estate in general, because I was learning, like I was learning how to be a landlord. I was learning how to manage contractors. I was learning how to upkeep and manage a property. I was learning all the things and life was happening. I got married. I started having kids. So that took me away from the active pursuit of growing my portfolio because I had this one and I was learning this First. And it was a great experience being hands-on and getting to know about asset management and property management. The next thing is that property, I was able to refinance a few years later and I moved out as I had my second child so I could have a bigger space. And then that capital that I was able to refinance out, I cashed out, refinanced, And that capital I was able to use in a a couple of ways that really was the turning point of the trajectory of my my journey. So I was able to actually passively invest in a larger multifamily syndication. So I learned how that works on the investor side. I also was able to pay for mentorship and coaching in a community that is fantastic and has people of people who are new and people who have thousands of doors within the multifamily space. Because I knew that in order to grow the portfolio the way I wanted to, 
I needed to have a mentor and coach. And I think that was something I was lacking previously in my other failed ventures. As we, I didn't really have someone, even though I was doing all the networking, I didn't really have someone over my shoulder that I could trust consistently. And even after that, I opened a whole life insurance policy, which is not your typical whole life insurance policy. This is with the infinite banking concept, bank on yourself, family banking. If you've never heard of that, research that. Also, I'll mention that in the refinance, I refinanced into a first position HELOC. Yes, that does exist. Why would I do that? Because that is an interest only payment. It's not fixed rate, so it does fluctuate, but there is a limit on how much they can fluctuate, how often. It's not every year or every month is going to be a new interest rate. And there's a certain amount of limit on how much they can raise it. The program that I found out about that was to help you pay off your mortgage quicker. I did not want to do that. That was not my strategy. I wanted to actually have more cash flow for investment purposes. So whenever I wanted to pay more on the principal, I could, and I, but I did not want my principal to be stuck there. I wanted access to my equity. And that was my strategic decision on why I wanted a first position HELOC. There are other things behind that. But in any case, look that up. So I had found out about first position HELOCs. I found out about infinite banking on yourself, whole life policy. There's multiple names for that strategy. And there's certain ways the policy needs to be set up in order for it to be effective. These are not policies that take 10 years to accumulate cash value. I actually already pulled out the cash value from that policy the very same year, maybe six months after I opened it to purchase my first commercial building. I was able to purchase a first commercial building with a joint venture with someone who I met during the program that I joined in the mentorship and coaching. And I had so many questions and doubts about this property, but I had mentors that I could reach out to and ask them to go over the underwriting with me and figure out, make sure this was a good deal. I didn't want to make newbie mistakes. So all that to say, I basically learned strategies. As soon as I heard about a strategy, even if it was controversial, and even if a lot of people weren't doing it, I researched my behind off. I either talked to multiple advisors, I read multiple books, I looked up as much information as I possibly could until I made a decision for myself, not based off of what other people were doing, but based off of the goals that I had, what I wanted to accomplish with it, and if I thought it would work for me. So with the whole life policy, with the limited investing in a syndication, with joining the the mentorship program and the coaching program, to doing the first position HELOC, all of those strategies, and some of them are not strategies, but just growing into a network. So with some people, that is an out-the-box strategy for some people because some people think you should do everything on your own and that there's merit in that. And then some people hate debt. They will never do. Some people will say, oh, why would you do a fluctuating rate on a HELOC? Some people think the whole life is not. You should do term. There's so much controversy and so much noise out there in the world. Why did I start this podcast? My idea is really, or my passion is really to help people form a plan based off of information that may not be mainstream, but that helps other people who are wealthy and other people who have already built assets on their journey use. And that, but 
a lot of people don't know about that. And I want that information to be out there. I want to bust limiting beliefs. I want to shift paradigms. I want to be a disruptor. I want you to think outside the box and stop following the herd. Now, if there are certain things that you like to do, if you want to still invest, I'm not a huge stock investor. If you invest in stocks, there's a lot of people who are super successful at that and know the stock market inside and out and can do that. And that's part of their investment portfolio. That's fine. Do that if that's you. But if that's not, then build up your wealth in a way where you can control. And then if you want to put something passive on the side, you can do that and buy some stocks, maybe in the index fund or S&P 500 or anything like that. I just think that outside of your retirement account, there are other ways to invest and grow your wealth and that you should not only rely on the 401k or 403b or whatever it is that you have to be there for you or even a pension to be there for you and provide for you in your retirement years. There's a lot of things to think about (laughs) when you're looking at the information Wall Street gives you because they want to act in a certain way that is most times actually beneficial for them more than you realize. My ethos for building wealth is one, the first pillar, creating wealth, whether that's through your W-2, actively investing, anything that you have to be active in. So that is the pillar where you actually have to have some knowledge and expertise. You have to build it up. You have to know what you're doing and be super specific and honed in and really learn your craft. So even if it's at your W-2, you know what you're doing at your job, either get bonuses, work overtime, do extra, whatever you can do to gather more capital for investing, do that in the first pillar. Even if that's a side business or a hustle or whatever that you need to do, you have to learn about that to grow that to a substantial amount. So take your capital and invest it there or work for someone else where you can learn and get information and get knowledge and skill set that is transferable into other industries. Pillar number two is it growing your wealth. So how after we create it, How can we grow it? This is all about investing strategies. This is investing in not only real estate, even though that's the field that I'm in, but it's also about investing in businesses, investing in yourself and your education, investing in mind, body, and spirit. This is holistic. So investing that capital, primarily the financial side, so that you can grow that wealth to a level and have it still working for you. This is where you can be active or passive. There's plenty of opportunities to invest passively that are outside of the normal retirement account path or vehicle. The third pillar is protection, protecting your capital. So you're protecting the wealth through life insurance policies, through estate planning, through trust, through elder care planning, because you want to make sure that you're your elderly years are taken care of. So that's not a burden on your children. And that will strip from the wealth because they'll have to use the wealth that you build up to take care of you. And now they have nothing to pass on either to their kids or to even use to help build up their lives. So that's the three pillars, creating, growing, and protecting your wealth. 
within the podcast, you will hear a lot of guests. I've done a lot of interviews already with people in all three of those pillars. So although it may at some time seem like it's all over the place, if there's really a strategy behind it, and there is everybody who's on the show fits into one of those pillars. So wherever you are on your journey, whatever information serves you best, you pick those pillars and you apply it to your life. All about application. As we heard with my story before, as soon as I was finding about, out about all these different strategies, I dug in, I learned about it, and then I applied it. So this is about implementation. Don't just sit on this information. This information is supposed to be, I'm extracting this from people so we can share resources with you. And then I want you to implement. If you need help with that, please reach out to me at any point because I'm all about minorities and our culture and community having access to information and to resources and to opportunities that we may not, actually not may not, that we haven't had the opportunity and we haven't been exposed to and been able to jump into because that has not just not been something, whether on the race level or the income level, there is so much intertwining between the two of those that affects our community. And I want to change that. I want to change what the face of wealth is. I don't want us all to only be relegated to certain opportunities and certain investment strategies and certain information and not even know or open up our mindsets. And and also, I think the biggest thing is mindset. We really need to think about what we are doing and why we are doing that. Where did that come from, that information or that, that thought process that we have? Why is that part of our ethos today? And really examine, self-examination is one of the hardest things to do. You are your own impediment to growing and success because you let sometimes mindset, and I won't say you and particularly a lot of us community-wise, I'll say myself as well, we let certain beliefs hold us back from moving forward because we don't realize that those beliefs are really shackles to our growth. And let's change that. Let's do this together. I could say some more about my story that actually the growth after I purchased the first commercial building that I refinanced that that three family, I was able to reposition that building and purchase a second commercial building. And now I have the opportunity to get into more deals and grow and really have the power of momentum. So building wealth, I'll say, is not a quick fix. Care about the journey. Don't expect immediate results, but enjoy the journey. And you will eventually become the person who you are supposed to be to have the things that you are supposed to have and leave the legacy that you are supposed to leave. So join me. You really don't want to miss some of the people I've already interviewed are fantastic. There's so much information there. I've actually even re-listened to a lot of the episodes because they're so jam-packed with information and how-tos and mindset shifts. And let's do this together. Are you ready to build well? I am too. See you soon on the next episode. Let's share this wealth. Did you love this episode of Share the Wealth Show? Be sure to connect with Nicole by following her on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook. If you picked up any of the gems that were dropped by today's guest, make sure you not only put them in your bag, 
But if you know of someone who would benefit from this information, don't keep it to yourself. Share the wealth and make sure to leave us a rating and review. We'll see you for next week's episode. Subscribe so you'll be notified. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.